Hello, hello, and welcome to Teachers at a Crossroads. This is a podcast where teachers and educators inspire each other. They share stories, ideas, experiences about their lives, about moving away from that very, very stuck feeling of the crossroads. Tune in and be inspired. Welcome. My name's Kathy, and I'm your host. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It is my great pleasure today to welcome to our podcast, Virginia Cutchin from the United States. She is a life coach, a nutritionist, and an intercultural consultant. Virginia and I had the great good fortune to meet on a program in 2020, shortly after the pandemic had taken hold, along with the many lockdowns, serious lockdowns in our respective countries. We were both on this program. Let me tell you a little bit about Virginia. She's a near-fluent Mandarin speaker. She talks often and non-stop, actually, of her deep-seated passion for all things Chinese. She collaborates and teaches with universities, including John Hopkins. And the population she predominantly serves is Chinese corporate executives and CEOs. But also she takes on young learners who are developing their proficiency in English or Mandarin. The foundation program in neurolanguage coaching clearly stoked an enormous fire in Virginia as she went on then to complete further advanced trainings and became eventually, I think this year, she finally got her certificate to become a teacher trainer of neuro-language coaching. She works under the guidance and mentor mentorship, mentorship, I don't know if that's a word, but I've just decided it is, of Rachel Paling, who is the founder of the concept and the practice of neuro-language coaching. So without any further ado, let me hand you over to Virginia. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me. Is it possible that you could give us a little bit of a potted history so that we can find a pathway through to what you're doing now, which is talking about neurolanguage coaching? Oh, wow, wow. Well, again, thank you for having me. This is really a great opportunity to talk about what I love and you know, how I got there. And as for a long and varied career, I've been on the planet a long time. So that contributes to it. So my pathway, gosh, well, I I can really start when I was when I was three years old. I was in a really bad car accident Mm -hmm. and uh, had some lasting permanent brain damage. But, you know, there are some repercussions from that and I've had to compensate for it, apologize for it, try to understand it, you know, all my life. And so that gave me an early, early interest in neuroscience, nutrition, behavior. Fast forward a little bit to Mm -hmm. when I was 15, when I was 11, my family and I moved to Europe. Uh, We lived in Italy. Interesting. We moved to Italy and, uh, and that really, really is why I do what I do today. I had absolutely the most Renaissance sixth grade <laughs> teacher on the planet. Right. And he was just lovely. He awoke in me a passion for language and literature and music and 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 all kinds of stuff. And it just, I it just, I blossomed right. over there. Yeah. And I don't speak Italian today, but I did then. And the Italian right. I spoke then is the Italian I can still speak now. Right. Uh, you know, like dialogue will come back. Well, it's 11-year-old Italian. Right, thing, okay. so. <laughs> so, so, but dialogues, 
that I've learned way back when and right. you know, I'm old. So they're still there. They're still okay. there. And that's what that's what brains can do. You know, so I'm not, it doesn't make me special. It doesn't make me different. It just makes me, it's what my brain can do, what any brain can do. Right. And it was so motivating to me. So, but, so can I just ask you then? So if, you, if you've learned that language when you were 11, you, you were obviously living in Italy for many years. You did learn. You must have been reasonably fluent in the language as a child. So okay. are you saying that kind of like your brain stores that information, even though you're not using it, it's never lost? It's absolutely there. I can call okay. on it at any time. And it, it feels like it feels like someone else talking uh, oh, right. because the dialogues are there. It's like learning to play the piano, you know, or riding a bicycle. Right. It's so deeply ingrained. And it had such an impact on me, an emotional impact on me that the it, 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 the memories are sort of etched. Oh, know? right. Okay. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So you, you mentioned language, nutrition, the brain, and these are kind of somehow all, all meshed together. Right. So those those two parts are my interest in neuroscience and uh, my interest in language. My interest in nutrition comes a little bit later, but has been a very early and continuing interest of mine, mm. especially before I switched my major to something entirely different. I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. And, okay. And I was especially interested in the impact of nutrition on behavior and oh, really? physiology uh, and learning and, and, and concentration and all of that Very, very from a very young age. So um, so that's how it all sort of came together. There is, in addition to all of this, my st- part of my story includes an interest in China okay. and a, a passion for China. And okay. uh, that's, a long, that's a long story, but we can say that China really found me. And this this all began, I believe, with just six credits needed. <laughs> I, I, this is fascinating. So I think we have time to just at least give us a brief interest and in, in, look into that bit. <laughs> okay, great. Yes. You're absolutely right. Six credits. So I majored in political science in college, and and I was six credits short of graduation. So I was casting around for what to what to do. At that time, not too many people were interested in China. Not too much was known about China. So I decided that 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 would be the thing for me. And I w- took my six credits of Chinese. But after the very first class, I it awoke in me something I can only describe as homesickness for a place mm-hmm. I had never been. And this was absolutely intoxicating to me. So I didn't plan on it becoming my life, but it sort of crawled under my skin and has not crawled out. So, um, so that's, so yeah, so I combine all these things, nutrition and language and neuroscience and China. And and you, in, you integrate all of these things into your, your teaching and your coaching, because you are a qualified coach, you're a, an accredited life coach. A life coach and a health and wellness consultant. Right. Okay. And you integrate all of this together in your life coaching plus into your language teaching or coaching. Yes, that's right. So how does it all mesh together? This is just intrigues me. And thank you for the question. It it meshes together because in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, in our guts, it meshes together. It's it's a holistic, it's such a holistic approach. Several years ago when the pen, I was a, I I have been a language teacher. Uh, I I am an intercultural consultant. So I do a lot of intercultural programs. And when the pandemic hit, um, cross-cultural training evaporated, gone. So 
I had yep. to look for transferable skills. And right. a friend of mine mentioned language coaching, and she knew yep. of a course that mm-hmm. combined neuroscience, neuroscience and language. Right. And I was intrigued. So I investigated it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was uh, connected with someone on LinkedIn who happened to own a language school and uh, hired me as a language teacher. And so these, these the, you know, the universe knows what it's doing if we just get out of the way. And <laughs> I have spent a lot of time getting out of the way. And so it came together for me. And I just it was like, it was like driving down a highway and hitting every green light. And I just, uh, that's what I went for. And this is that to this. Kind of like, um, I remember something from Louise Hay, in fact, where she says, when you're aligned with the universe, you hit the green lights and the parking places. (laughs) (laughs) You always get a parking place, you always get the green lights. And it does, I guess, feel like that. Because of course, we met, I call it serendipity or whatever, but we met having gone through the green lights, found our park place, which was efficient language coaching. So of course, this, this, I mean, for me, I, I kind of generally call myself language coach or trainer. My background is in training and human resource and professional development. But obviously, over the years, I've, I've somehow slipped into language coaching. So I, I just found that it was when I first started reading about it, it was just like, wow, I've never, I mean, obviously, we're, we're familiar with NLP, neuro language programming, but neuro language coaching, I had never put the neuroscience to language it just was such an interesting and intriguing combination. So I mean, when I started reading the books, I thought I began to think Rachel Paling's books, it was like, oh, that just makes so much sense. Of course, why didn't I know that already? <laughs> so of course, you started that program, and you became an addict. I did. I did. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I just, uh, you know, I just, it was, it was captivating to me, because it combined every, every love, every love that I have, which of course, which of course, people think about neuro as the brain, but there are yeah. neurons all over our body. Yeah. And so we are connected in such a holistic way. And I think we, many of us live in societies that don't encourage us to, to approach life in a holistic way. And right. when we do, it's a total mind and heart shift. And right. and that that's what was so intoxicating to me about, about efficient language coaching. So, I mean, you talk about maybe connecting with people on an intimate and profound level. I guess with language teaching, what I know of language teaching, um, we do connect with our students, obviously, because you're taking them through a learning process. But I believe that with um, the neuro language coaching, we're looking at specific aspects of the brain and how the brain calms. Because I know from my own experience of my Spanish years on is still a work in progress. Um, you know, so, so I know, you know, it gets Aww. to a certain level and then I just panic being shut down. Um, so so it's like knowing one thing. But, but how do you actually go about trying with a student to say begin to calm them so they're in a what I think what we've called a learning ready state Yes, what Rachel likes to call a perfect learning state. Yes, yes. So, yes, thank you for that question too. So, for me, and and yes, it is connecting every day with students on a on a deeper level, a more profound level, because mm. it really is a dance. You know, it's a constant yes. awareness mm. of where they are, what they're feeling, how their brains are working. It's letting them know what's happening in the brain as they mm. learn or as they resist. What if they run into stumbling blocks? But for mm. me, it's it's a about letting go of, for me, it's about no heavy lifting. You know, I don't yeah. have to, I can forget myself for the hour or so that I'm with a client. I don't say to myself, oh, I have to, I have to listen. I get to listen. I get to listen to where they are and, and to know, to follow their brain, but also to, to create the certainty that mm-hmm. allows them to relax. And I can see their shoulders drop. 
I can mm-hmm. hear them exhale. I can see, uh, you know, yeah, when right. they are certain about about where we're going and what we're doing. So it's creating the certainty. And we know the brain loves patterns. They love connections. Mm-hmm. And even with even with two languages, I do I do Mandarin and English. Right. And even two languages that are so seemingly so different, yes. we can still find connections. But we have to engage a different part of the brain than we're right. used to. Right. And for some students who can see their brains, they can feel their brains do that. They can feel their brains engage in a different way. Right. It's captivating. Okay. That's, I mean, I think it's fascinating because, I mean, when you look at ESL or EFL and you, it's textbooks, it's grammar. I mean, there's hard, fast grammar that you just have to learn. You know, some things you've got to know how to use a tense or a time difference and things like that. You've got to know whether you're speaking in plural or singular and the different things. How can that be different using the brain? Right, right. And again, it's about it's about connections and it's about mm-hmm. scaffolding. So mm-hmm. we know through what we know about neuroplasticity that mm-hmm. the brain is making connections all the time. Right. Connecting to what it already knows, drawing right. on what it already knows to yep. learn new things. Right. And that's another thing that's another thing about the connection that I make with students is that we also know how to maintain part of this perfect learning state is knowing which neurotransmitters and chemicals are active at right. what time. So for instance, cortisol is the fight or flight right. uh, hormone, you know, and will lead us to shut down when we get when we get anxious. The other the others are dopamine, serotonin. Mm-hmm. The more dopamine we can we can guide clients to feel, the more connections they make per second, and we know that. Right. And parenthetically, if we're raising dopamine levels for them, we're raising them for ourselves as well. Oh wow! So that's yes. the so that's the yes, that is the absolute. It's it's so it's it's addicting. Oh. <laughs> Okay. That's all I can say. Yeah, because this is very interesting because, of course, if we look at it, because if you look at the span of language teaching, language tuition, we've got language teachers, then they became language trainers, then we moved into this era of language coaching, and now we're looking to combine the neuro with the language coaching. So you've got the neuroscience of understanding how the brain uh, processes information, how it calms itself, how it, as you mentioned about the flight or fight or flight, which I think is is my panic when I get into my Spanish classes. <laughs> well, not so much when I get into them, it's when I get out of them, actually. <laughs> but um, you've got that whole neuroscience aspect. Then you've got this coaching aspect with the questions. And how do you know what kind of questions to ask? Are, are you reading people? You're reading all their sensory language or their body language and and, and such? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, thank you for the question. I when I meet with a client, and all my clients are virtual, right. so most of them I can see at least from the chest up or the right, waist okay. up. Yes, but still, we become very sensitive. I think to to body language, like you know, downcast eyes or right. upcast eyes when right. we're trying to make connections, trying to think of something. So the the questions, the client. It sounds it sounds weird to say, it, but the client lets you know what right. questions to ask if we right. can listen at a at the deepest level we can. Right. Right. Things that we hear, things that we don't hear. Right. Messages that are given non-verbally. Right. Okay. And, um, and also, I find myself I have the best sessions when I let go of the outcome when right. I just okay. focus on the process. Yeah, because it's not my outcome; it's their outcome. Of course. But 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 they tell me they tell me things through their responses, and yeah. so my questions are built on their response to a previous question. So very 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 similar. I mean, it is a co- a coaching situation with the neuroscience 
elements added in to to blend together to, to bring right. about this kind of incredible dance so in, in i mean how can teachers kind of make make how can it make a difference to their teaching practice say for example say for example i'm i'm a language coach or i'm a language teacher i i serve kind of tend to serve a majority of intermediate students i need to get them up to um the next level how how can i use this to make a, a difference in my teaching practice that's a really, really interesting question. And and so we start as language coaches, we yep. start with motivation, right. finding out okay. right. what you know, what what level the, the client or the student is at, what's going to motivate them. Mm-hmm. If they're completely unmotivated, we can work with that too. Right. So we can find right. some something to work with. Some now, motivation is different than reason. Yes. They might be here yes. because of their work or their school or their graduation requirements okay. or whatever. Okay, I understand. But right. But motivation is going to be different. And so that's the first thing. The second thing is if they choose, if they can visualize what they were able to do with this language, where are they able to go? Who are they able to talk to? That's going to be real and personal for them. And they're going to, their brains are going to stay calm. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to say one word about nutrition in this too. We know that neurotransmitters are come from precursors. Precursors come from nutrition. If you don't have nutrition, you can't build the neurotransmitter and you cannot learn. Period. Period. The end. Right. Uh, Okay. So, so actually nutrition is really vitally important that we eat well, we sleep well, we actually have a thing called self-care, which is again, I think, a mindful is that all the new buzzwords that have appeared more That's so, right. much more dominant nowadays than they were a few years ago. But I think that that thing about self-care is, is um, as you say, about learning. I think the whole thing of education has changed. I think learning, our understanding of learning has changed dramatically. And I think the pandemic obviously impacted education and learning in such a way. It was like turned the whole thing upside down. Really. Yes, absolutely. And may I add that? Uh, I love that point. And may I add that we have also, we've changed the way we've, we think about learning, but we've also mm. changed, I think, we're changing what it means to be educated. Right. You know, we're really yes. changing the definition of what it means to be educated. So are we, do, can you see in the future that maybe we'll be shifting away from this formalized, um, dogmatic, narrow, you're, you're at school to learn the work. Right. <laughs> and because, because it's, yeah. yes, exactly. And because it's client-centered or student-centered, because mm-hmm. I have some young students too, learning English or Mandarin, there's no heavy lifting. The student decides, the student is motivated, the student does the work, we guide. Rachel Paling is very fond of saying, they're the driver, we're the GPS, they know where they want to go, we tell them how to get safely. That is a fabulous analogy. It really, really is. Okay, I've never heard that before. So, okay, so they're the driver, we're the GPS. Okay, so this is what we need our teachers to become. Teachers need to learn, because of course, I mean, student-centered learning has been around for a long time, but I I think this is a whole different, um, I suppose it changes the paradigm a little bit because it, it kind of changes if you pivot. And I suppose we're pivoting a little to change that perspective of really, what do we mean by student or client-centered? Right. And and as you were talking, I was thinking also that another difference in neuro-language coaching is that everything we do, everything we do is backed up by verifiable, reliable neuroscience. Right. Yeah. And we're learning new things about neuroscience. And again, not just brain, but the entire 
entire body, right. the heart, gut, brain connection, right. uh, the influence of sleep, the influence of, uh, of uh, you know, social factors yes. as well. Yes, yes. So uh, just, uh, you know, we, we we live holistically, right? So right. we ought to learn holistically. Exactly, too. exactly. And I think, yeah, I think it's we kind of woke up as human beings a little bit to the fact that we're not just uh, automatons going out to work, coming home, feeding the kids, da, 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 whatever it may be, and then hitting retirement. Um, do you know what I mean? This is the, I mean, our whole society is geared to that. There doesn't seem to be a lot of fun in between. It. <laughs> very, very wise once said to me, we are, we are human beings, not human doings. Right. We live in societies, many of us live in societies that, that encourage just that. They encourage the cookie cutter, conform, yeah. uh, don't deviate, you know. Yes. You know, and yeah. So, and so there's a, there's a paradox there. Yes. And, and many people uh, are confused or, uh, you know, um, not sure what voice to listen to. And I think since 2020, you first hit ELC and Rachel Bailing became your mentor. So that's, that's, that's two full years of development in neuro language coaching and neuroscience, neuro, neuro art. I believe there's a neuro art education, which is her foundation, Rachel Paling's foundation. Um, that's right. That's right. You're a part of this whole system, which is still very much in its, in its infancy. It's amazing how, why, you know, Rachel often says, and I love this, why didn't we do, why aren't we doing this? Why yeah. aren't we doing this all over the world? Mm. You know, and, and, and you may know that efficient language coaching, the network is growing uh, all the time. And right. we're yes. now ar- around the world and growing all the time with, with a sensitivity, a, mm-hmm. an acknowledgement that there are, you know, certain constraints in certain circumstances, but an acknowledgement of the whole person and where they are right. today, where their journey has, has, has brought them today. That's another thing we think about when we teach. Yes. What is the evidence of your life? Where has it right. led you thus far? Mm-hmm. And what can you draw on to inform you about how to move forward? Mm. It is incredible. I think it's, it's, and I think your own journey has been quite an incredible journey. And one of the things I think I've understood a lot from neuro language coaching, it's not just about English language teachers, it's about any language. And the brain remains a brain sitting inside a human being. So it really doesn't matter what language you speak or what language you may teach or what languages you may teach. It, this will, this is something that is for every language teacher, I believe. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I think there are something like 14 or 15 languages that efficient language coaching is teaching in no. now. And you, That's a lot of I know, I know, yes, I know from my, well, Rachel herself is a polyglot um, yep. and many of the coaches are, I am not, yes. but it, it, it's also about, so part of it is about language and about how many languages you speak and, and all of that. But for me, it's about connection. Right. And right. in the case of Chinese, Chinese yes. is so different and it just engages such a different part of the brain, but it's all there. Everyone right. and right. everyone is capable of this. And right. we help unlock, we provoke, mm-hmm. we provoke connections and scaffolding mm-hmm. and, and, you know, so, so we can, we can start to build from wherever we are with whatever tools we have. If we, if we come across teachers or teachers are listening to this and think, well, actually that might be something I'd quite like to know a little bit more about. Is there, they can get in touch with you. I know you're all coming up, teacher training courses coming up in the new year. So if anybody, that's a great gift to yourself for the year. This is what you call personal investment. <laughs> that's right. Well, thank you. Thank you for mentioning that. <clears throat> yes, I do have a, a course. I am a, a certified teacher trainer with Efficient Language Coaching, and I do have a course coming up in early February. And this mm-hmm. is for teachers of, of um, teachers of English. Um, 
It's a little bit geared, of course, anyone can join and I, and I welcome anyone. It's a little bit also geared because of my personal interest toward Chinese teachers of English, right. or it could be English teachers of English speakers and teachers of Chinese, because those are just my two loves. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so yes, they can check the, uh, the Efficient Language Coaching website. They can, right. um, they can, they can find me on LinkedIn. Right. Okay. So your reference, I think you're most active on LinkedIn. Okay, so we'll put those connections into um, the podcast information, make sure people have got them and into our advertising. So um, just just your your own final experience before we, we wind up. I think your Facebook, WeChat, do you use, well, you're, China, you're working in China. Oh, Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, I do use WeChat. I use it every day, every day. And had a, I had a conversation this morning, early this morning with a very, very close friend of mine who lives in the... The, um, Ming Tombs section of China above Beijing, north of Beijing. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, quick story. Do we have time for a quick story? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I met this woman uh, uh, five years ago when I lived in Beijing. And I was sitting on a park bench one day and a stray cat came over and settled onto my lap. And I didn't know this cat, strange cat, settled into my lap. <clears throat> and people walked by asking, you know, where, you know, what's your connection? But but this woman, her name is Lu Jun, she walked by and she, she stopped and she she asked me, just doesn't speak any English. Uh, we, anyway, long story short, we bonded over straight. We've kept in touch all this time. And she recently asked me to help her find a long lost love of hers. And right. so I, so again, long story short, I did. And they re- they reconnected now. Right. And right. and so now I am, now he's here in the United States. She's still in China. So I'm teaching her English so in right. preparation for their reunion. So wow. it, it's, a, it's a beautiful story. And talk about the universe sort of picking me up and putting me down where it wanted me. Right. Um, that's what happened. So, yeah. yeah so Sorry. the adventures you go on as a, as a neuro-language coach. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's it's really profound. So anyone considering neuro-language coaching, I would say fasten your seatbelt and <laughs> go for it. Okay. That is fabulous. That's fabulous. Virginia, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. And I know we've had a couple of meetings to prepare. Uh, it's just been absolutely wonderful to connect with you again off I mean we've kind of stayed in touch loosely but it's so nice to catch up and see what you've been doing so I think your advice to teachers as you say is to buckle up just do it the new year's coming 2023 is the year of a rabbit yeah that's something. right that's right they that's right they will not regret it really yeah. truly yeah they will not regret it they will find things discover things about themselves that they right. like flexing muscles you don't know you have well thank you so much I really really appreciate it. it's been fun excellent thank you so much Virginia and we look forward to hearing how things are going maybe into the future that for sure if you or you know anybody who has a story who have transitioned out of the classroom into any other area of education or maybe a completely different career altogether we'd love to hear from you so please contact us you can join our Facebook page or go to Kathy Root Trainer on Facebook and message me thank you bye